Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Welcome back to our Triune Pod with Nick and me. I'm Ben. So good to have you guys with us. This is our last episode of the 2020 calendar year where we say good riddance to 2020. Nick, how are you doing this morning? I'm really disappointed that you like re-recorded this episode because when <laughs> when you started, uh, our listeners should know, you said, welcome to our Triune Pod. And I thought, man, that'd be a good clothing line for us uh, as a... Uh, as our, you know, I've been anyway. spending I'm, some time in the weight room, so uh, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, it? you're like the uh, resident hot priest among <laughs> us, so uh, I'm good. Oh hey, Ben, uh, I have a great idea for our unrelated segment, and I want to start with a simple question. What's that? Are you ready to shit on yourself? Oh, God. Okay, have I, I want to hear enough. <laughs> I want to hear, yeah, good point. Beside from the story that you already shared, no, I want to know um, your most embarrassing moment from 2020 can you is that okay like oh from this year from this year your most embarrassing moment you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna have way too many seconds of silence if i think for this year but the thing that comes to mind is always the same story which is probably not that big a deal but i was probably six or seven years old my dad used to help out at the local air force base uh, in new jersey and he would bring me sometimes. And, and for me, this was like staying up till two o'clock in the morning. It was probably like nine, 10 o'clock at night, but I was there with him. And one time I had to go to the bathroom so badly, but you know, you're like a little kid. So you're like, well, how do I ask did to you, do this? Did you literally shit yourself? So the on story? the way <laughs> to the men's room, I, I, I made it all the way to the bathroom, but did not make it to the toilet. And I tried, you know, as a little kid, you try to like grab the toilet paper and clean everything up, but you never do a good enough job. And the worst part of it was I thought I had like cleaned it up. Uh, I went back to where my dad was and I just heard for the next 20 minutes, people coming back to the main office area being like, does anyone smell that? What is that? That's awful. And I'm just trying to play it cool. And I think I'm doing a good job at it is very obvious that it is the young kid who did this. My dad like takes me aside to talk to me. Did you do this? And then on top of everything else, I guess they didn't have a janitor. So I had, I was given a mop to clean up the floor in the bathroom. Physician, heal thyself. <laughs> I have never been so humiliated in my life. Maybe I have, but that's what always comes to mind. All right, well, I've got to throw this right back at you then, which is unfair because you probably thought about this, but what is the most embarrassing moment of 2020 for you? Once upon a time, Ben, before the pandemic. Now, uh, so uh, the highlight of my year was also the night of my most embarrassing moment. It was uh, Sunday, February 2nd. About, uh, I don't know, about, well, the, the embarrassing moment occurred at about like 1130. It might've been actually early morning, uh, Monday, February 3rd, but the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember uh, it was like third and 15 
713 left in the fourth quarter. I do. Uh, Joe Buck was calling the game. Patrick LaVon Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, 44 yards. Um, it was incredible. Oh, okay. God. So the point is we had this, we had this huge Super Bowl party at our house, which was really, really fun. Um, and I was, you know, I was so nervous for the game. Like, I mean, I was pretty confident that we were going to play well and at least make it competitive, but you know, you're just, you, you, your Eagles won the Super Bowl a few years ago. You're just like drinking compulsively and you don't even necessarily realize that you're drinking. You're just so nervous that you're drinking all the time. So we had a bunch of people at our house, you know, the crowd kind of thinned out. Um, and so, but then they eventually won the game. Of course, I have uh, one friend here in Austin that I actually knew in Kansas city when we lived there before. Uh, and I actually know his parents pretty well because his parents went to the church that I was serving at the time. So I texted him right away. I'm like, dude, we won. Where are you? And he's like, me and my parents, who are super cool, are going down to 6th Street in Austin, which is like the like college bar area. So I meet him down there, meet him and his dad. And, you know, we just continue to uh, celebrate um, with, you know, alcoholic beverages. And uh, <laughs> actually, it's kind of a funny story. The kid, the guy that I was with, who's like my age, like he had to go home because he just, just like was just gone. But his dad, you know, who's, I don't know, my dad's age, 65, was like, Nick, let's keep going, man. Let's go to another bar. We were just so excited. So I was like, all right, man, no problem. He was going to he was gonna go drop off his son and then he was going to meet me in another bar. And the other bar was like, I don't know, let's say like half a mile from where we were on this street. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to walk down there. And as I, walk, as I was walking down there, I looked to my right and I see a bird scooter. Do you know what those are? I don't think they have them in Manhattan, yeah, yeah. but those electric scooters are everywhere here. So I, I, uh, I take out my phone, unlock the thing, and I hop on. I'm like cruising on the sidewalk. And I'm like, oh, the street's going to end. That's interesting. And then the next thing I know, I am like somersaulting over the bird. And there is a car parked, like looking straight at me. I like, I'm lying on the ground. And the dude rolls down his window. He's like, you okay? I was like, this is a low point. I was very, very high. And now I am, I'm very, very low. So that was my most embarrassing moment. I think our listeners are like, these dudes are broing out and it's obnoxious. <laughs> so why don't you, uh, why don't you, you love it or hate it? All right. So here is the colic for the first Sunday after Christmas day. We are in the 12 day Christmas season, friends. So here we go. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And Nick, that night, the light of Christ did not shine forth in your life. But that said, we're all about forgiveness here. So what do you make about this collect? Yeah, this is a, this is a really fantastic collect. It's a great collect to pray right after Christmas. And this year, which is kind of cool, um, it's, you know, Sunday is that Sunday, this, this Sunday is December 27th. So we'll still be kind of glowing with Christmas cheer, uh, as opposed to some years where it's much later and you feel like, all right, I know we're still supposed to be celebrating Christmas, but like, I'm definitely My train's been it. down for like a week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. This year I will not be the case. Um, you know, what immediately jumps out at me is the, you know, it's a very, it's, it's a cool collect in that it completes a lot of the themes of Advent, you know, darkness and light. Uh, and it uses light as a summarizing theme, right? For God's um, redeeming work. Um, and I, uh, I spent a lot of time this fall uh, in the book of Revelation. We did this uh, study for our small group here at church where we 
you know, did a kind of an overview of the book, not every chapter and verse, obviously, but a lot of the main themes. And at the conclusion of the semester, we talked about Revelation 21 and 22, the, um, the new Jerusalem, new, the new creation. And there's this, there's this verse that I had never really paid attention to in it. Um, this is from Revelation 21. Can I read the Bible on this podcast? Is that, is that permissible? Um, it says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is the lamp. The Lamb is the lamp. Um, that picture of John, the, the revelator, seeing this like this figure standing at the point in the city where the light shines the most brightly and then he cries out the lamb is the lamp the lamb the lamp is the lamb excuse me and the notion that the crucified lord the incarnate lord a human being jesus christ is at the center of everything as the source of the glory of god um that's such a such an amazing picture of the humility of God and the way that God's glory shines in the humility of Jesus. Um, I found that such an amazing, sorry, I'm using the word amazing a lot. I just found that such a compelling picture of what, of the scandal of the incarnation, that God's light shines brightest in the self-giving and the humility hmm. of Jesus. Yeah, which, I mean, this, this colic seems to really draw upon the Gospel of John, which which talks about the light shining in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. And yet we have that image in Revelation of this like you know blinding light, which enlightens everything else. And yet down here in our cosmos, it is so dark, and that blinding light reaches us. Uh, you know, storms the, our shores in the form of this kind of helpless babe. And it kind of reminds me of uh, here in New York at the Cloisters, there is this great triptych. And in the triptych, the angel Gabriel is coming to Mary. It's the Annunciation. Um, and above the angel Gabriel is a, an embryo. And it's you know, the incarnation, right? But in the embryo itself is a cross, which I think you were kind of getting at. The incarnation is so great light shining in the darkness is so awesome and yet yeah it it in this humility like it's all about what christ has come to do which is that cross from the very beginning with this light breaking forth into the darkness it's all about god's life going to the cross on our behalf destroying the darkness in this most unlikely of ways in this most in in, in great humility um yeah i don't know I don't know if that sparks anything for you. Yeah, I mean, nothing that I didn't already say, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, that's a really, that's a really cool, cool image. Um, yeah, so then we, so we recognize that Jesus is, you know, the light of the world and that God's glory shines or kind of flows from uh, the, 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 human, the human Jesus. Uh, and then we pray that that light um, present in our hearts through the presence of the spirit would be enkindled or would be, you know, made bright and glowing. Uh, so that unlike me on the night of February 2nd, the light would, uh, shine through our lives. Um, what, what the, the, I probably spent the most time as I was preparing for this, trying to imagine like what form that takes 
when the light of Jesus is enkindled in our lives? I mean, maybe that's a fruitless question and it's, it's a mystery that we can't really probe, but that is the heart of the prayer, right? That's what we're asking God to do, to take the light that's kind of resonant within us, this treasure in jars of clay to, um, to be uh, made bright, to glow, like to, you know, the embers would be fanned in, into flame. Um, yeah. huh. What, what are you, what's going on in your head when I, yeah, I mean, I think it's almost, I've found that in my life, it's, it's oftentimes when I'm not trying to walk in the light or be in the light. It's not that, you know, that's in vain. In fact, I'm very glad that at, there, at certain times I'm really trying to walk in the light more than other times. But I guess what you said there kind of reminds me of a story a, a priest friend told me at one time. And uh, it was this person came to her and said, hey, I, I've got a confession to make. I've withhold, withheld something from my wife. Uh, and he was just saying how like his wife has just banned all hints of religion, all hints of Christianity from their home, wants nothing to do with it is so against it. And, you know, he married her. He's mostly fine with that. But he found that one time he just like, he wanted so badly to hear the story of Jesus's birth from St. Luke's gospel that he snuck, he went to the store, bought a King James Bible and would go to the bathroom to read the story of the birth of Christ. And I think of that in, in two ways. One, that light bursting forth the darkness of that home and of his life where he has to kind of be hidden to experience it, but also the rejection of that life on the part of his wife. Like, why is it that some people can just be so against any notion of transcendence, any notion of the story of Christ that they just put up these walls? It's as if like, for some people, that light is just like, poison or burns or something like that. And uh, I mean, I connected to our own lives. I think sometimes it happens like it happened to that guy of just like one day you wake up and you start wanting to do things for other people that you normally wouldn't. Uh, you start kind of wanting to be a better person. This is the kind of the working of the spirit in our lives. This is the, the bursting forth of that light into the darkness into people like you and me. Um, that's what I think about. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very, very compelling story. That's very cool. Um, can I can I give an illustration that doubles as a as a recommendation? Oh yeah. So like so many people this year, uh, I guess so many people who live in the world like I do. That I, I've read a lot of like year in review lists, you know, and I've also been looking down on like Spotify, like what what albums have I been playing a lot? What music meant a lot to me in this Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. I freaking hate Taylor Swift, dude. I know it's going to alienate Swifties. a lot of people. Just hate um, on Nick, not me. Yeah. We should have done our most overrated cultural <laughs> phenomenon in 2020. We really wanted to isolate people. Taylor Swift would be number two on my list. Um, the well, One of the albums that I listened to a ton, have, are you familiar with Ben Saraton? I think it's Saraton. I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. He, um, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a lot of similarities with someone like Sufjan Stevens, I suppose. And the similarities are twofold. On the one, he's, he does very kind of like spare, but intimate folk indie rock is one thing. Uh, and then he's also very self-evidently like working out 
his kind of evangelical upbringing. Uh, and he probably moved quicker than Sifion did to like complete deconstruction, I suppose, because <laughs> this album, um, let me get this album. What's it called? Uh, Youth Pastoral. And there's a song that I think is probably my favorite song on the album. It's called Holding Up the Sun. And there's this bridge at the very end of the song, uh, everything's gonna be all right. You, an anonymous you, uh, shine a light for me. And then the, the ending, the final chorus kind of becomes like a, like a prayer, like shine a light, shine a light, shine a light. Um, and I always find it so remarkable that, you know, people who, for one reason or another, no longer associate themselves with the Christian faith. To me, this is like, you know, the way God's grace shines on everybody. Like they still are able to write these words or sing these songs or write poems or novels or whatever that still like, still draw me so much up out of myself and not looking for the light within, but a kind of prayer. I got shine a light for me, shine a light within me. Um, I'm pretty lost in stumbling as I already shared uh, without it. Um, and yeah, I mean, whatever that is for you, dear, dear listener, doesn't have to be Ben Saraton, but you should check out that album and that song. Um, I think that's a great way to like end the year. You know, God, you've poured upon us this wonderful light, but in and of myself, I will mute it or I will cover it. So enkindle it in my heart so that I can be a... Um, even if I don't know that I am a, uh, a source of light for others. Yeah. And one thing I'll add, I'll make this short, but I think this is on the same train and maybe you're listening to this and you are one of those ex-evangelicals or deconstructionists. I'm gonna raise a name that you'll probably hate, but I remember a friend telling me about 15 years ago that in that Lee Strobel book, The Case for Christ, Lee Strobel goes and he interviews this you know, famous New Testament scholar. I think it's a New Testament scholar. And he's interviewing this guy and this guy like doesn't believe in anything anymore is a little bit angry about his upbringing and he just as he's talking about the faith of his youth he gets enraged during the interview and and strobel is just like whoa this is a ton and then it's as if this guy expends all the anger that he has in himself and ends the interview by saying but there are times when i really miss jesus and I think that is an instance of light bursting forth in the midst of the darkness of our lives. So Nick, why don't you take it away? Pray this collect. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. How about that episode of our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.